0: China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys.
1: And how you guys doing? Uh, funny entertainment. Uh, you can say the least, man, after last night's live. Woo, was that one uh, hell of a show? This is episode 32. Going to be talking about some serious stuff in this episode, man. Serious stuff. How'd you like to live last night, though, China? I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, you know what? We've been getting a lot of people saying the same thing, man. Hey, you know what? Hollywood's a funny fucker, man. I'm telling you. Uh, I I guess I got uh, a challenge accepted last night. Uh, it seems like sheepherder Denny wants to get high with Oh Hollywood. Wants to get high with old Hollywood. I think we should film it. I think so, too. I don't think he's going to like it high with me after this. No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I totally think you should record it.
1: Oh, my goodness. Then China says, well, maybe I should get high. I was like, man, I don't know, man. You, you might walk out crying or something with me. Uh, but, uh, yeah... Sheepherder, you want to get high with me? Okay, you know I should make him sign uh, something that uh, says if he gets butt hurt, he won't hold it against me. (laughs) I think you better. Yeah, you know a waiver
0: form. Waiver, yeah. Waiver. You want
1: to? You get? You want to get high with Hollywood? You got to sign a waiver form because I'm gonna make you feel like a little two inch freaking pecker, and you know don't be crying after I'm done with you. No, no. no,
0: no, no, no. no. And hold it against him because it's just the 420 talking. Oh, It's just the
1: 420. (laughs) It's not really him. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, you've been around uh, people when I was high. Yeah. How did that turn out for (laughs) him? Not good. I just can't help myself. I'm a funny fucker. Not good. Not good. I'm not a Cheech and Chong. I'm a lot funnier than Cheech and Chong when I get high, man. Totally. Uh, But uh, one of my friends, you were sitting there I thought he was going to cry. I did. I killed this buzz within a couple minutes. (laughs) You you just killed my buzz, man. And here I keep on going and going and going. I don't know when to stop my mouth.
0: No, you kept going so bad that I I think he ended up just walking away. He did.
1: With his head down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I used to wake and bake the man cow all the time. And uh, man cow's from Chicago when he used to be good. uh About, what, five, six o'clock in the morning, I'd get up there, light some stuff, and uh, next thing you know, I'm going for, you know, as long as the show is, then I die. I go down and I went to sleep. But during that time, you know, I had a buddy come over, we wake the bake. And I think that stopped after a couple of times. Yeah, he, he said. I'm just he, gonna listen to it over by my house, man, because you're an asshole. <laughs> he didn't come back in the mornings. <laughs> so, uh, Denny, if you're listening, you gotta sign a Hollywood waiver that you're not gonna get butt hurt. <laughs> and you know, China has to deal with me all the time when I'm high. And uh, let's just say we sit in separate rooms. Yes. We sit in separate rooms. I
0: don't want to get made feel like a two-inch penis. <laughs> right.
1: And people been asking uh, China now, because she's just started t- uh, partaking in Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, what she was smoking I gave her the other day, it was Gorilla Glue. Ooh! ooh gorilla <laughs> Glue, baby. Uh, did you have some last night? No. You didn't? No. I was too afraid to do it without you in the room. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Paranoia, man. Paranoia. You get over it. You know what I mean? You feel like you're having a heart attack, you're dying, all that good stuff. It just happens. It just happens. Uh, But we do have a serious subject today that we're going to be talking about, and that has to do with the innocence of people on death row. And the reason why this came up, we just watched the movie, Just Mercy. Oh, that's such a good movie. My God, it was a good movie, but it was heartbreaking. It was about Walter Walter McMillan. He was down in Alabama, and he was sentenced to death for the murder of a young white woman who worked as a clerk in a dry cleaning store. And the way it was portrayed in that film, my God. Jamie Foxx, man, he played a good... He did a good role. He did a great role. But how them cops back in them times, I think it was, what, in the 80s or something like that? Well, he was definitely the good old boys. Yeah, it was definitely good old boys down there. And they just set this guy up hardcore. Yep. Dude, he sat on death row before he was even convicted. Yeah, for a year. Yeah. Wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. and it I was think, insane. I think the witness that they brought against him They did the same thing. They put him on death row. He actually had uh, this thing about burning flesh because he caught fire when he was a kid. The witness I'm talking about now. And they put him on death row. And back then it was electric. They ride the lightning, if you will. uh, Electric chair. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking I'm high right now. (laughs) You know, trying to get rid of that accent. Anyway. uh, But he smelt it.
0: Yeah, he could smell the, the flesh burning from when they would execute someone, mm-hmm. and that caused him to decide to say, I will say anything you want me to say just to get off a death row.
1: Right, right. And back then, there was a controversial doctrine called judicial override. The jury wanted the sentence of the life in uh, prison, But the judge sends him the death penalty anyway, and it was funny when they actually brought the trial witness in to say, hey, I was coerced, I lied, I wasn't even with him that night, he had nothing to do with it, the judge even said, you know, no, don't believe you, it's one of them... uh, southern judges if you know what i mean and you know i have an aunt that lives in mississippi my family's from west virginia i know how that shit works down there what was the first thing i said to you they don't play down south they don't play hell no Mm. they don't play down south man No, uh that's why you still see a lot of segregation down there yeah you know, it's not that, hey, you know, nobody's trying to enforce the law. It's just that mentality. And I'm not saying nothing bad about the people down there. I'm, I'm from that, that line. uh. But they just don't play. You know, they got a way of life down there, and that's the way it is. But that's no excuse what they did to this guy. No, not at all. You know, he, he was a black man and uh, convicted of killing a white woman. man. That's not the thing you want to be uh, doing down there. But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He wasn't even there. You know, let's just give a background of uh, this case. uh, And let, uh, I'm going to let China go here. This is off of Wikipedia, the murder of Rhonda Morrison. 18-year-old Rhonda Rhonda Morrison,
0: a white dry-cleaning clerk, was murdered at Jackson Cleaners on November 1st, 1986 in Alabama. It's Monroeville. Mm Mm-hmm. She had been shot numerous times from behind. At the time of her murder, Walter McMillan was at the church fish fry with with dozens of witnesses, one whom was a police
1: officer. Ain't that something, man? There's dozens of witnesses and a police officer. And they still try and they got this guy to say, hey, you know, he kidnapped me and he drove here and drove back. He's the one who did it. Mm -hmm. But here are 12 witnesses that he was at a church fish fry and one was a cop. And the best part was,
0: I mean, if you watch the movie, they even said that uh, there's no way he could have driven his truck because they insisted that his truck was seen at the dry cleaners Mm -hmm. because his truck was being worked on by his family and there was no transmission in the truck. Right remember mm-hmm. so they kept saying that his truck was seen, was seen his truck was seen blah 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 well there was no
1: physical way for the truck to be there right right now his arrest he had no prior convictions no prior uh, felony convictions i have to say uh it says the newly elected sheriff tom tate was under pressure to find a suspect McMillan was arrested in June of 87, so yeah, this was during the 80s. It was no joke down south. Mm -hmm. None whatsoever. Uh, And it it says from the New York Times, when they were actually a newspaper back then, uh, an extraordinary move. McMillan was immediately sent to Alabama's death row in Holman State Prison, which is usually reserved for convicted murderers awaiting execution. He remained there pre-trial Pre-trial for fifteen months. Fifteen months without even a conviction. Yes. McMillan uh, explained to Sheriff Tate shortly after his arrest that he was at a fish fry uh, on November first. I don't give in. Uh, sheriff's reply: I don't give a damn what you say or what you do. I don't give a damn what your people say either. I'm going to put twelve people on a jury who are going to find your goddamn black ass guilty. Sickening. Sickening. It is sickening, but that's the way they thought down south. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully it's changing a little bit, but uh, the deep pockets that I know of, it, it ain't changing. Yeah. It ain't changing. And again, this is nothing against the South. I love myself. Uh, at the setting scene, Judge Robert E. Lee. <laughs> Jr. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but he's Robert E. Lee now, you know, what's that tell you? You know, uh, the general of the Confederacy had McMillan away trial on death row as if uh, death sentence were forgone conclusion and relocated the trial from a county that was 40% black to an overwhelmingly white one. Uh, Baldwin County, where 86% of the residents were white because the case had generated extraordinary publicity. McMillan was represented by attorney J.L. Chestnut. The trial lasted only a day and a half. The jury of 11 whites and one African American found him guilty of capital offense, and that guy was probably coerced on the jury. Oh, I can guarantee that. You know, because anybody that seen... You know, not only the movie, but the evidence that they have, yeah, would have never convicted.
0: Well, and I mean, it says that they base the testimony on uh, of four state states informants found by the prosecution: uh, Ralph Myers, a career crin- criminal; uh, Bill Hooks Jr. And Joe Hightower and one other. Two witnesses claim they have seen McMillan's low-rider truck outside the dry cleaners around the time of the crime, when the crime occurred. And
1: it wasn't a low-rider truck. It was a C-10, I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't low-rider. It wasn't a low-rider. truck. It was a regular freaking uh, Chevy back in the day, man. Yep. Yeah. And they, uh,
0: the jury ignored multiple alibi d- uh, defense witnesses who were black who testified under oath that he was at the fish fry at the time of the crime. There was no physical evidence implicating McMillan. Six years after the original trial, Alabama Court uh, of Criminal Appeals found that the prosecutor, District Attorney Theodore Pearson, and the judge had... Practice intentional racial discrimination in jury selection.
1: Now, how would that make you feel that a judge is actually up there prejudiced against you because of the color of your skin? Next thing you know, you're innocent, you're facing a death penalty because of the biases of the judge and the district attorney. You, from what I, we seen in that movie, at first, they didn't have a chance, man. No. No chance in hell. If the if the Alabama Court of uh, Criminal Appeals didn't get involved, uh, he would have been put to death. An innocent man put to death. Yeah. And I know in a previous segment, you know, we were asking the reasons why that some of them are sitting on uh, death row for 14, 15, 20 years... And now, you know, because I always like basing my opinion on what's in front of me, the story. Mm-hmm. After seeing that, man, I can see why now. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like I even went through. Um, it's called Innocence Project, mm-hmm. um, which is the the people that came and.
1: Um, no, ac- actually, it was uh, the Equal Justice uh, Initiative that got them. Well, well, both places do the same thing. Both places do the same exact thing.
0: But what they did was... um, They basically fought and fought and fought and fought to prove that he was not there. And when I was going through a bunch of their stories, not just this one for for the movie, but all the other stories, I mean, there are people sitting on death row for... 18, 19, 22, 28 years, and they were all found not guilty. There were even some that, after they were executed
1: were found were not found
0: guilty. not guilty, so basically they were executed and shouldn't have been.
1: So basically, I have to change my opinion on you know, waiting out the appeals process taken so long.
0: I think I got to change mine,
1: too. Because now you open your eyes, you see this kind of stuff going on and Mm -hmm. say, hey, wait a second. You know, there's a lot of people out there against the death penalty. I'm for the death penalty for those that are actually guilty. Yeah. You know, but after seeing this and reading up on Equal Justice Initiative and the Innocence Project that you send me over, there's a lot of bad stuff happening out there.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people convicted basically by, I mean, there's like... DNA on the scene and whatnot, but they don't even bother testing it because they just want somebody to go to jail. So a lot of the people were actually released because of DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess, you know, we have to totally change our opinions on, you know,
1: how it it's You know, why because
0: there are so many people that are executed that should never have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, it was our ignorance. I yeah. have to say, people are ignorant that, you know, think, hey, just because a jury finds you guilty, uh, well, you're not innocent. I'm ignorant, man. I have to admit that. have to. Uh, go on with the exoneration on uh, March 2nd. You know, we're using this case because I think it really hit us. It did. It, it made me us. really,
0: may, I think it made both of us really think about what we talked about on the la- that one episode about the death penalty. Right. Um, on February twenty-third, nineteen ninety three, in his fifth appeal to Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals, the judges ruled five to zero to reverse McMillan's conviction and grant him a new trial. McMillan's attorney then filed a motion to dismiss all charges. The following week, on March second, the court uh circuit court judge Pamela W. Bushab, mm. if I'm pronouncing uh Bushab, I guess ruled on the motion, dismissing all charges against McMillan and Chapman, who did not prosecute the original case in 87, joined the defense
1: in seeking to have charges against McMillan dismissed. And he knew from the beginning, this prosecutor, what the hell went on in the original case, but because of uh, the community would have had so much blowback on him, you know, he let it keep on going, even though... That he knew he was innocent, and he finally did the right damn thing in uh, having the defense charges dropped.
0: Well, and what they showed, one of the scenes in the movie that they showed, they showed the uh, McMillan's attorney listening to cassette tapes Mm -hmm. from the uh, witness, you know, the one specific witness. And these cassette tapes were never brought um, into the original trial because if they did, the one tape specifically has, you know, their informant saying to the cops that he did not even know this person, has never met this person, but will say whatever they want him to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was literally something like that on cassette, and that was where he was able to, you know, get the case dismissed and have right. him get up on the stand
1: uh the prosecutor he came out and said he did not de- agree that it was a deliberate effort to frame him and he claimed the exoneration proved the system worked my ass yeah <laughs> he was set up from that cop and the, and all the prosecutors the judge from day one. Oh yeah oh yeah uh now as far as later life uh Uh, He developed uh, dementia, believed to have been brought on by the trauma of imprisonment. He died in September, oh, sad stuff, September 11th. 2013. Right. Now, as far as the media coverage uh, back then, uh, his case received national attention on CBS's news program, 60 Minutes. Again, when it was news, it was pointed out that uh, Monroeville, Alabama, was, quote, best known as the home of Harper Lee who's to kill a Mockingbird told a painful story of race and injustice in the small town jim crow south hmm. yeah but that's the story about mcmillan i really suggest you guys watch the the movie it was a, it was a, the lawyer was actually portrayed by uh, the kid who was uh, in creed yeah very damn good actor, man. Very good. Damn good actor. But this just, you know, kind of opened your eyes to the, you know, the flight of how racial stuff plays into life and death. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the problem nowadays is when people say, well, you're a racist, this, you're a racist, that, they don't understand that they're watering down that word. What do you mean? Meaning, well, you know, you got people in the news saying, well, he said that. Well, you're racist. Or you said this. Well, you're racist when it has nothing to do with racism.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. They water
1: it down so badly that it's a joke. People don't even look at it as an issue at that point. Uh Uh-uh. You know, and... I think that's a tragedy because there are a lot of people that are being found guilty that are not guilty because of the (laughs) actions of a prosecutor, of a judge, tainting juries, depending on where they're located. I think that's just wrong.
0: Well, I just find it pretty sickening that uh, a lot of things that aren't brought up in people's trials and they're held
1: back and... Or a judge says, well, you can't submit that in the evidence when it can prove you innocent. Exactly. What kind of shit is that? Because
0: they just want to blame. I mean, and I think the only thing we haven't checked and we haven't looked up, which maybe we should, was if anybody was ever found guilty of that crime.
1: Uh, You know what? You know, I wish I would have done my research on it. That would have been really freaking interesting to know uh, if somebody got hit with that uh, crime. I don't think we I don't think we thought ahead of that because we were too interested in well, you know, uh, Brian Stevenson, he was the founder of the uh executive director of Equal Justice Initiative, and uh under his leadership he's won legal challenge and eliminated excessive and unfair sentencing, exonerating innocent death row prisoners, confronting abuse of incarcerated and mentally ill. Aiding uh, children persecu- pro- prosecuted as adults. Yeah, And nowhere in there does it say it's only blacks that he helps. No. He no. helps everybody. He helps everybody.
0: It doesn't matter about the color of their skin.
1: No, it does not. And, you know, that's one thing that people need to understand, that this affects everybody. There's a lot of whites on death row, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they've actually had it where they've, the. I'd say, it's like... Maybe a 50 50 of blacks and whites that they have helped release mm-hmm. from death row and prove them innocent. Right, right. I mean, there was one gentleman, he was white, he was sitting for 28 years. 28 years. 28 years he sat on death, like in prison in death row, mm-hmm. and was finally released because of DNA evidence.
1: Now, by our earlier uh, thinking, where we were saying, you know, they should put him to death right away, He, he they would have put an innocent man to death. So I think I, the appeals dr- processes should drag along.
0: I think they should, and I think that if there's, you know, I, I think these people you know, from the Innocent Project and from the other one, that they should, I'm sure they're busy, but step in on all the cases that have to do with death row, mm-hmm. and make sure
1: that these people were sentenced properly. Well, let's be honest. Rich people, you don't see them on death row. Why? Because they have access to attorneys. Where a lot of death row inmates, they get freaking represented by public pretenders that don't really care. Yes. They don't get the representation that they really need. And I think that's why there's two tier justices in this uh, system that we have in the United States. One... If you watch the news, anybody in power, they never get prosecuted. Never get charges brought against them. Nope. And if we did some of the stuff that these people in power do, we'd be thrown under the bus.
0: Heck yeah. But Heck yeah. Because they ain't got a, the money to get out for that right. attorney.
1: That's why you never see a rich person on death row.
0: Gee, is that why OJ was released?
1: <laughs> and it just came out Wednesday that Scott Peterson out of California, yeah, yeah, he's getting a new trial what beca- because of stuff like this
0: isn't he the one that was convicted of killing, killing his, his wife, wife and his unborn child
1: I guess uh they might have got it wrong now Uh-oh. and their appeal uh, they're uh I know the death uh sentence was thrown out, yeah, and it's going back to the court, and they're gonna you know try to get a new uh trial on this one.
0: Well, we'll have to follow that and see where That's that goes. huge,
1: man, when that came out.
0: Yeah, we'll have to follow and see where that one goes.
1: So, you know, my whole opinion of the justice system as far as the penalty phase has really changed.
0: Well, and you got to admit, too, a lot of these things that we've been watching, you know, the movies we've been watching, that are considered true stories, you know, a lot of people will... They sit and they get interrogated for so long that they finally just say, just to get it to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, the cops will be like, the only way to get this to stop right now is for you to tell us that you did it. And they'll tell them they did it just to get the, just to get, stop getting questioned.
1: Well, one thing I always recommend is when you uh, are ever in a position of getting uh, interrogated, you only give them your name, birth date, and uh, social security number so they identify you. Shut up at that point just shut up. And say nothing. You know, you better get your mind prepared mentally, if you will, Mm -hmm. to be going through a process that ain't freaking uh, on your side. Mm -hmm. So, no matter what they say, no matter what they do to you, don't give in. Yeah. Make your mind go to another place why this is all happening. Because there are some scrupulous freaking cops out there. You know, Chicago, uh, there was one uh, detective, uh, Burgess, I don't know, I have to get that information, but he set up a whole line of people, man, a whole line, they had to open up all his cases again, because this guy was using uh, physical abuse, brutality, perjury, everything against people, Uh just to get them to admit stuff, Uh and that's why, you know, you gotta be headstrong when you go into something like this. Because you don't want them to be able to break your mind. Yeah. Don't let it happen. You know, there's too many innocent people that are ended up in prison, or they're over-sentenced. Yeah. They're over-sentenced. Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, You know, if anything, some of these people might have been on the scene of the crime, but they didn't do the crime. Because I was reading some of the people's stories through the Innocent Project. And there were a couple people that were on the scene of the crime, but they were not the ones that
1: committed it. Now, you bring up a good point. And what comes to mind just now, when you said that, was the Green Mile. Now, I know it wasn't real. Right. But John Coffey was holding the kids when they walked up on him. Yes, he was there crying and you know grieving their loss, but it was actually somebody else that killed them. Yes, and nine times out of ten, if you're seen at the scene of the crime, they're going to pin it on you. Yeah, yeah,
0: and luckily for the gentleman through the Innocent Project, he, uh, after sitting in jail for and death row for twenty eight years, was exonerated and released due to DNA evidence that they chose not to show in court. So,
1: chose not to show in court, yeah. They chose not to, even bring though it they up. had it, they had it for the whole
0: time. And this guy's actu- sitting
1: on the net 28 years, yeah.
0: It was actually skin scrapings from under the female's nails because mm-hmm. he was convicted wrongfully convicted of um rape and murder. Mm, wow, but her uh, when they you know took evidence at the scene, they scraped underneath her fingernails. Well, that was packed away and never brought up, and the skin scrapings were finally checked and proved 100% it was not him after 28 years.
1: Man, I can, and you know what?
0: Money don't get you back that time. Well, he definitely didn't have any.
1: It, well, no, I'm talking about suing him and all yeah. that stuff. Well, the guy actually, I believe,
0: after being released was given... 1.47
1: million dollars and the government takes half of that so yeah. you figure 28 years it's really not worth it Nope. no
0: nope. but he did and if i'm not mistaken it was actually right here in our neighboring state of wisconsin
1: go figure <laughs> go figure <laughs>
0: yeah it was in wisconsin
1: you know and don't get me wrong i do believe in the death penalty i believe you know If you you did the crime. You get what you get, but you know, you gotta take time, I think that's the conclusion I have to from this uh, episode, take the time and let the process actually play out instead of staying. well, you know, we should just execute them as soon as they're sentenced to execution, because if that was a case, hundreds of people would have died by now, because they actually got a lot of people off of death row for stuff they didn't do. Yes.
0: Yes, they did. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and here in Illinois, they put a moratorium on the death penalty, and I'm starting to become a believer in, yeah, <laughs> maybe sending some assholes to life, mm-hmm. you know, because there's some innocent people out there getting convicted of this stuff, and God forbid somebody that's innocent be put to death. Exactly. And now I'm going to be called the left leaner now.
0: <laughs> I hope not. It just when you see something Common like sense. when you see something like this, it just makes you really rethink your original feelings.
1: Right. And that, you know what? People are going to say you're flip-flopping. No, it's not flip-flopping, man. It's, it's now getting... we hear the truth and, you know, seen it. That's uh, that's evolving, I say. I say that's I, I agree. It's Cause, more like evolving. Because if you get stuck in one opinion or another, man, you, you know, you're not growing. You're not learning as a human being.
0: Well, I mean, remember how we were saying in the one episode, like, a rapist should just be set one-on-one with, like, the parents or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know close a blind eye and let the parent take control. Well, I
1: still believe in that as long as they're
0: guilty. But see, that's the thing, though. The guy that sat in Wisconsin for 28 years was convicted of rape and murder of a female and the evidence that they didn't show in the trial proved that he didn't do it. Right. So we kind of, in that situation, would have been in the wrong.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, maybe be in the wrong, but You know, I think there needs to be more work with the criminal justice system.
0: Well, and I think whoever was, which was probably a public pretender, representing him, um, they didn't even ask about evidence. Mm. They basically just said, "Mm." I mean, and the sad part was, is he was present when it happened, but he didn't have anything to do with it. So yeah, he should get some time, Mm. because he was there and didn't do anything, Right, but... Shouldn't have been on death row.
1: I agree. So, what do you guys think out there about uh, this case? Uh, it, it, if you've seen the movie, let us know. If you didn't see the movie, get your butt out there and see it because you'll st- start seeing where we're coming from in our argument uh, with this whole damn thing. Yeah, really do. Uh, with that, uh, that's episode 32. Don't forget to join us over on High Heart Radio. Spotify, take us to work with you. And don't forget to pass us around. Pass us around like a loose woman, baby. (laughs) Uh, You got some uh, standalones coming out this weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm not discussing them.
1: Every Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, China Dow's going to have some advice for you. Yes. So make sure to get over on YouTube and subscribe, you hooligans. (laughs) Rock and roll. With that, I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Hi, this
0: is Chinadal from Hollywood and Chinadal Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys.